Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Hello! I got it! Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Watch the Junos? Yeah. Uh, no. Definitely. <laughs> Wouldn't miss them. <laughs> I was thinking about that last I didn't night. Know. I saw like some I saw an ad. articles about it and stuff, and I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. None. Like no. Avril Lavigne was. They did something for her. Obviously, I know her, but. Yeah, I think the Arkells played her. Charlotte Carton. Not a hot part of the year. I, yeah. No. And you're supposed to be in touch. Yeah. You're like in your 30s still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I am so not into. Anyway, it was all about hockey. We had five game sevens. Yeah. That is a tremendous amount of drinking. <laughs> three on fr- three on Saturday. Three on Saturday, two yesterday. Two yesterday. Anyway, we'll get to the results of that. Um, I had to do a little bit of Googling search to find out the last battle of Alberta, but very exciting for for uh, for Calgary and Edmonton here. I was so cheering for Calgary to beat Dallas last night. Yeah. Um, we got a birthday to celebrate on the front end of the show here. Chris Novoselic is the bass player for a band called Nirvana. Dum gets us going this morning on the locker room. The locker room topic of the day. Somebody moved. Yeah. And that's why we're having this conversation. Adele just bought a uh, mansion off of Sylvester Stallone. So she bought Sly's old old mansion. Okay. And it is right next to Justin Bieber. It's in between Justin Bieber and Denzel Washington. Wow. And apparently Eddie, Eddie Murphy's just down the street. <laughs> That's awesome. The, the best part about the mansion is the pool has a Rocky statue next to it. I'd keep it. So, oh, yeah, she said she's like, I'm definitely not getting rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. Like, yeah, she's funny. Yeah, I mean, you can be a fan of her music or not, but I think she's just a cool person too, right? Anyway, so the topic this morning, and, and put some thought into this, what celeb would you want to live next to? Have you guys thought about this? Yes. Okay, I've got it, one. It was hard for me not to just get stuck on living next to Denzel Washington. But yeah, you I, love I found Denzel. someone else. Yeah. Okay. Denzel's right. his barbecues would be amazing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, Denzel is a good one. He'd get sick of me though because I'd be quoting all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be over do- do- doing be his over lines there, yeah. from his movies. <laughs> And he'd have to say what I say to you. You know you're white, right? <laughs> All right. Okay, so Grant, what is yours? Uh, Burke Kreischer. Oh, oh, that's a really good poll. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I thought I was having a hard time, and, and Mac actually suggested it. And I was like, yeah, I think when he's home, he'd want to hang out. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be playing whatever darts in the back. or. Oh, yeah. and you could talk Bird into anything. Mm-hmm. You want to go water sliding today? Hey, he would hang out with yeah. anyone, too. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. That's a really good poll. Very good poll. Jimmy? Ryan Reynolds. Okay. It, he'd be a, 
he'd be an interesting neighbor to have. Like Blake he's Lively kind of would a, not allow you over there. Not no, no, not at all. I'd, there'd be a restraining order against me right away. <laughs> Right out of the gate. Yeah, you would we, never see them. You haven't even you haven't even started packing, Jimmy, and you're not allowed over. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. I'm pretty sure this would backfire on me now that I think about it. Yeah, but somebody guessed right away. Uh, Pete Davidson. Yeah, yeah, I would do my best to try to make his life a living hell. <laughs> yeah, because we had some guesses um, like Getty Lee. Yeah, from Rush was one. Um, Steven Tyler. Somebody guessed randomly. Steven Tyler. Yeah. I don't I don't dislike Steven Tyler. No, I didn't think so. No, no. But yeah, it was Pete Davidson for Locke. You also would like that conflict. Like I think you would like I think you need a neighbor that you hate. You're that guy that has a rivalry with his Hold neighbor. On. Are you suggesting suggesting that I bring this on myself? <laughs> you hate your neighbors I think on you both get, sides. You get more pleasure out of being angry at your neighbors than you would having barbecues with them. <laughs> Actually, on both sides of me, I do. And, th- and then you- The ones across the street, though, I really like... There's some new people that have moved in that are like pretty yeah. decent. But when that one guy moved across the street that was mowing his lawn all the time and his lawn was starting to look better than yours... You were getting a little okay, bit annoyed. Okay, I am a little jealous of the guy right across the street because he's way better at like taking care lawn of a house care. than I am, and his his lawn is actually better than mine. And of course, my wife now points it out because um, he was out early, like a, yeah. a couple of weeks getting the lawn ready, and I didn't really get to it until this past weekend. And we were coming home on Sunday. We were out doing some running around, and she looks over out of the corner of her eye, sees his lawn, and it's all greening up already, and then looks at our lawn, and, and she's like, what's going on? Yeah, his lawn's looking way better than yours. <laughs> I'm like, I just started. He's a week ahead of me. The locker room topic of the day. What celeb would you want to live next to? Going to the text now. Trucker Russ wants to live next to Clint Eastwood. Get off my lawn. And that's why he said he'd be telling me to get off his lawn every day. I don't know if Clint has much time with us, eh? He's in his 90s. I've had him in the death pool before. I think I have him on the death pool. Do you have him currently? He's 91, turning 92 this month. I'll tell you, the, the key to success here, and this is this is going to be uh, my the key to my longevity, because I'm not going to be able to quit working, um, is you got to keep going. Yeah. you got to keep... He hasn't stopped. He's still making movies. Still making movies, still yeah. writing, still directing, still acting. Some of his, like that mule, what, is it just called Mule? The Mule. The Mule? That's Came out a, a couple de- years that ago. That was a decent movie. I that saw- was decent, but also like his directing, um, Richard Jewell. That was, actually, that was a pretty good movie. That was actually a decent movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the key to success, right? Just never stop working. Just never stop working. The locker room topic of the day. What celebrity would you like to live next to? Uh, this one's coming a couple times. He's high on my list as well. Christy and Brock saying Jack Black. I've got a hangover. Who knows what that means? Doesn't that mean you're drunk? No. It means I was drunk yesterday. Jack Black's a big kid. Uh, oh, yeah. Brock was saying he's hilarious. He likes music. He probably has amazing parties. And he's not physically attractive where he Brock would feel like he needs to keep up to him. Especially oh, yeah. since he's always prancing around his yard in Speedos, too. <laughs> yes. Right? So, like, he's just a normal dude. You can hang out with him. I saw a picture of his, of his backyard. This was years ago. And um, 
after he made money and he did an interview. Yeah. And um, it was like there was like a trampoline. Yeah. There was like all this, all these toys. And, and they weren't for a kid. They were for him. For him, yeah. <laughs> no, he's got a skate park. He's got a basketball court. He's got everything. Yeah, he'd be perfect. That's a good pick. The locker room topic of the day. What celeb would you like to live next door to? This one's actually coming a couple times. What? Uh, Trina said it, and then we had another text here. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy. She had it, but she's a good sister. She come to see my program two days after she had that kid, by God. And I made her laugh so hard, milk shot out of her nipples. I tell you what, she... You're doing... I think anybody from Texas would be a good neighbor. Mm-hmm. Anybody. Well... Because of the food, because of the partying, right? Like, I, I could just picture myself... Telling the wife, you know, like leaving the house and the wife goes, where are you going? I'm yeah. going over to shoot guns with Matthew. <laughs> she could be Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> well, Trina said Larry the Cable Guy would be great because he wouldn't mind her husband blaring our radio station and the bud cans flying around all day. <laughs> there you go. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Calling a friend of mine. Good morning. Dean Blundell. How you doing? Uh, yeah, good. <laughs> okay. We're calling because in Edmonton and Alberta as a whole, I think... Alberta as a whole. I think what ends up happening is when we see our brothers to the east in yeah. Ontario suffering, we it hurts us. Mm-hmm. We, no, it doesn't. We feel your pain. <laughs> And I wrote this really nice piece. I blogged for the Dean Blundell Podcast Network on the weekend. And it was all about our concern as a province for you and what you guys are going through after another early exit in the playoffs this year. (laughs) Did you write anything about uh, Austin Matthews is probably going to want out soon? Because every time the Oilers lose, that's the headline in Toronto. <laughs> that's like my that was my favorite thing to do to you guys last year when when the Oilers lost. It was like, ah, it looks like Matthews wants out, and now I'm starting to see how everybody's doing it to Matthews. I'm laughing even harder. <laughs> or or the the one thing I did put in there is that you're going to have to watch your team get dismantled this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you should. It's like a twelve alarm blaze here. Everybody's oh, losing their goddamn minds. I absolutely love it. It's like the consolation prize every year when they lose in the first round. Which, by the way, uh, that's five years in a row when yeah. losing in a game seven in the first round. That is so hard to do. It is unbelievable, and I don't even think they deserve credit for it. Like it is just crazy. So yeah, but you know what? The good news is the Oilers are moving on, right? Like that's, and I'm not even placating you because I uh, because I like you and you're my friend. I'm just saying that because I like the Oilers. But I, I, I I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Battle of Alberta. I'm excited for. Um, I'm excited to see what Connor McDavid does in the second round. I'm excited yeah. to see if Leon Draisaitl's hurt. I'm 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 still kind of you know cautiously optimistic for Canadian hockey. But what a band fire out here! Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It, all kidding aside, that has to be one of the hardest franchises to cheer for. 
the Leafs. I mean, like we can throw around the 1967 all you want, but the thing about this year was they had a team, right? Yeah. They had a team that should have had a run in the playoffs. And <laughs> another early exit, and it's so funny to watch. I I don't want to take pleasure from it. Like, I don't. I, I was actually cheering for the Leafs to get past the Lightning in this latest round. But then when they lost, there was this overwhelming sense of joy in my heart to watch <laughs> to watch the continued misery it's like a science experiment it really is you know there's a reason why when the cubs didn't lose didn't win the world series for like 114 years there's a reason why people laughed every year that they didn't make the playoffs or when they made the playoffs in the sammy Sosa years when they couldn't get it done and it's just because it's just unbelievable right like like yeah. 57 years and you know that's sorry six losses in the first round in a row set five losses in, in game sevens in a row yeah and it's just like it's just you can't believe it it's comical right and 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 the only people i'm sad for are the people that you know, I put out this video yesterday of these uh, these old folks home doing a Go Leafs Go video. They won't be around for that next year. Dude. Like, you know, it's those guys, it's those guys that are like not going to be here, right? That that you're like, oh, I feel sorry for that guy. He's 84. You know, and he's in the group home face painting, uh, you know, his leaf blue because he's really excited for game seven and they lose and he's like, God damn it, it's been seventy years. Like you know, that's seventy years is a long time to yeah. win anything, right? So yeah. well, we're getting there, but I it's think okay. I'm on to something with the blog though. I think we should have a annual hug a leaf day and it's kinda like um Good Friday where it just it's a different it moves around. It just wherever the height of disappointment is, is that's the day we dedicate to it. Hug a, and it's just it would be an annual event, right? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if you want to be hugging any of the people out here. They'll call the cops and well and, uh, and stuff. We're, we're they're pretty elite. I don't know if you've ever seen the kind of person that goes to a Leaf game. But they don't even show up to their seats for the first period and a half. So. <laughs> well, they might also take a swing at you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that fight that's on the blog? Did yeah. The fight of the guys like scrabbing it. Like, that's the problem with Leaf fans. They're so entitled. They they grew up literally in Forest Hill, uh, you know, having their nanny take them, to, take them to school. And they're like, let's fight. You should see privileged white kids, Leaf fans, fight. It's so the worst awkward. fight you'll ever see in your whole life. Okay, in, Edmonton, you... in Edmonton and Calgary, those guys can fight. I used to live there. I know yeah. that for a fact. Well, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm so excited. This is the first Battle of Alberta since um, 19. 91 there's been five previous and it's gonna be i think three of the five grant if i'm not mistaken went to game sevens i think so yeah yeah so this is just gonna be and these two teams are kind of there's some parity there and they're equally matched um i think the oilers have more depth offensively but the, the Flames can score as well. The Flames have some better goaltending than the Edmonton Oilers do, although Mike Smith was not bad in that first round. I mean, he didn't lose. Well, I shouldn't say that. He um, was really good. He was, you know, you know the, the one thing that I'm, I'm worried good. about is if you're an Oiler fan that, that I'd be a little concerned about is Calgary's a heavy team. Yeah. Right? 
you know, and, and, and the Oilers are not a heavy team. They're, they're an unbelievable hockey team, and they've got a couple of the best players in the world that give all that credit to Mike Smith and the defensive core. Cody Ceci, who is a nightmare in a Maple Leafs uniform, was terrific. Yeah. I did dying laughing. But um, it's going to be incredible. The nostalgia of the Battle of Alberta, like I grew up in Alberta in the early 80s, right? So, yeah. You know, to 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 the vitriol. How much I hated uh, Flames fans because I was an Oilers fan growing up in St. Paul, Alberta. How much I couldn't stand Jamie McCallum, Lanny McDonald, Klinsky, <laughs> and Joel Otto, and Mike Vernon, and that entire crew of losers. Al McKinnis before he went to <laughs> went to the the the, uh, the St. Louis Blues. But it's it's um, so this is like it's nostalgia to the nth degree because both teams are really really good. Like yeah. you know, you, you guys are going to have a great series. I'm super jealous uh and being a leaf fan but i'm also you know i was a hardcore oilers fan so i've still got a horse in the game and i've never been more excited honest to god and i'm not even saying this to placate my albertan friends and i love my albertans but um it's like it's it's just going to be a very cool kind of blast from the past and when i say past like 30 years yeah since both teams have played like this and have been this good finished at the top of the division so get excited you guys i'm 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 super happy for the for the, the entire province because you have something to watch yeah plus we get we get at least four games of lachlan tweeting that he's faster than lucic so no i'll do that every game <laughs> yeah well there's at, le- yeah. at, well, at least, least four, four games that's my favorite yeah. tweet i'm still faster than lucic <laughs> Dude, you know this crazy part is you probably are <laughs> well you haven't seen him i skate. don't know man my knees. Oh my God, Jimmy's there. I had no idea Jimmy was there. Jimmy weighs in every once in a while with the sports conversation. I he's don't just, follow sports. He's here to look he, pretty. He went to watch Game Seven just because he was like, "Oh, there's gonna be people drinking in a bar. I should probably go." I gave him shit this morning actually because he was at a bar on the weekend watching a game and he didn't get a toilet sound effect for our damn contest. I got one. No, I was. Yeah, Grant did. Grant yeah. got one. Yeah. I wasn't watching the game. I already was drunk. At home, and then I went to karaoke for a few hours. I'm hauled out for karaoke, as, as one does. Yeah. As one does after a hockey game, they go straight to karaoke. Yeah. There you go. That's the Battle of Alberta, right there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, all right, listen. Thanks, Dean. I appreciate it. And um, uh, again, we feel your your pain. Maybe phone your ombudsman and talk to him about can my I, idea just, about hug quickly, a Leafs fan yeah, day. Can I, can I just quickly intercede? I'm not unhappy. Like uh, you, you and I have talked about this. Yes. You're, you're putting this on like I'm I'm so sad for your audience. I'm not sad. Dude, you know me. I love watching love watching a whole bunch of rich people be like apoplectic. It's the <laughs> best thing in the world. And I'm not unhappy. This joke continues to go on. It's like a 60-year yeah. joke. So let's all laugh at it together, everybody. Well, you're the only Leafs fan that would take my call this morning. Yeah, yeah so. because I like you. Though. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Dean. Thanks, boys. DeanBlundell.com. The Locker Room presents the Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. Hey, Edmonton. You're all looking pretty good today. I mean it. Now science is backing it up, too. Edmonton has been named the third sexiest city in Canada. Hello. Uh, turns out people are really into oiler jerseys and cargo shorts. <laughs> the unfortunate part, though, Calgary was named the number one sexiest city oh, in Canada. On. Yeah. Okay, but here's where this story takes a twist. 
So this survey or study about the sexiest cities in Canada was done by a sex toy company, and it's just based purely on which city buys the most sex toys. (laughs) Does buying sex toys make us sexy? Because if so, we are in the presence right now of one of the sexiest men in the world. If getting down and dirty with a blow-up doll makes you sexy, then step aside, Paul Rudd, because there is a new sexiest man in the world, and he goes by James Peter White. Today, the sexiest man in the world wears shorts year-round, T-shirts with sassy sayings on them, and well, he has a bleach blonde mullet. Yeah, he does. Heralding from the cornfields of Tabor. By the way, according to this, our favorite flavor in Edmonton is strawberry. Our favorite accessory is handcuffs. And our top fantasy is the French maid. And who says we hate the French here in Alberta? All of that makes us the third sexiest city in Canada. The Grant Report is brought to you by our Decades of Disappointment t-shirt. For the Leafs fan in your life, get them a shirt today by clicking the link on any of our social media. Three, two, the locker rooms, midget at the movies. I shall call him Mini. but shorter. Jimmy, what movie did Dylan and Steve want you to watch? Alien theme? Signs. What you have to ask yourself is what kind of person are you? Are you the kind that sees signs, sees miracles? Or do you believe that people just get lucky? This is one of those Shyamalan, Ramalan, Ramalan movies. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Mel yeah. Gibson. It's a weird movie. Like, it's... Uh, it's Mel Gibson, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and I didn't oh, Joaquin's in it, eh? Yeah. Huh. And, and also Rory Culkin, so one of the uh, Macaulay's... The, the youngest Culkin yeah. brother. Okay. I was going to watch this this weekend because I'm actually intrigued by this movie. I've mm-hmm. never I'd never heard of it until last week. For some reason, it kept coming up last week. Yeah, well, because we did a topic about... Worst movie endings, and that's one of them. Okay, yeah. that's right. That's what it was. Uh, did you enjoy the ending or no? No, it was weird. Like it, like the whole movie. It it had an interesting premise to it, but the whole like the signs and it was very creepy. He's a corn farmer, right, or something? And yeah, he's he a corn farmer. Crop he circles. He, in his he used to. He, he used to be a. A priest, and he quit because his uh, wife died, and he kind of lost his faith. It sounds then, like your life story: corn farmer turned priest. I never was a corn farmer. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with alien movies and corn? Yeah, I don't know. There, there's an odd connection there. <laughs> I wonder why. But I don't know if this was one of the first movies to do it. But the whole tinfoil hat thing, like all the kids were wearing tinfoil hats. They didn't want the aliens to read their minds. That was a... um, The first time I saw that was in X-Files. I don't know where the tinfoil hat thing came from, though. That'd be an interesting Google search. Yeah. Look that up. Find out where that came from, because that is an interesting question. Who started that? But uh, what did you think? What did you give it? Um... Like, when you were talking about the ending, how they beat the aliens was basically threw water on them and beat the hell out of them with a baseball bat. 
Okay. It, it was, uh, you know. Yeah, they're like allergic to water. They're allergic to water. Which is why everyone hated the ending. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like an obvious was, thing you would know if you were an alien yeah. coming to Earth, right? Yeah. It, it was okay. Uh, I, it's not one of my favorite alien movies. I gave it a three. A three. Three buttered cobs of corn at a Tabor. And uh, the tinfoil hat, they say the origin comes from a short story written in the 1920s. So it's it's Called a little the, bit older the than the X-Files. Culture King. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. I couldn't wait to find out your thoughts on the Wendy's breakfast. So you went on the weekend. So, yeah, I was up early Saturday morning, had to head downtown. What was that, Jimmy? You okay? <laughs> Do you need to go to the bathroom? No, I was just choking <laughs> on my coffee. <laughs> so you went to the Wendy's. You had yeah. the, let me guess, you you had to have had the breakfast bacon. Either. Yeah, there's yeah. no other choice, right? Well, um, I had a, I had another one. I, I went, got the croissants and stuff. Yeah, but croissant was decent. I mean, when there's a breakfast baconator and you haven't had their breakfast yet, you got to try it. Yeah. So I got the breakfast baconator. I didn't get the potato things. What? No. They're really good. I'm always disappointed with uh, fast food like wedges. No, no, so you I, made a mistake. Yeah. That's your first mistake. I can't believe you. <laughs> you need to go, like, get up and go right now. Jimmy will cover the news for you. You got this, Jimmy? I've what got it. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, so, yeah, I didn't get the breakfast potatoes. Um, the coffee was not bad, actually. I didn't mind the, the coffee. The coffee was okay. It was all right. Like, I think the reason why... I wasn't completely disappointed with the coffee is because my expectations of I'd never had Wendy's coffee, coffee at Wendy's was yeah. not high, but it was uh, it was it, it was all right. Bad. It was drinkable, uh, but the the baconator, the breakfast baconator, was awesome. I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't get the potatoes. <laughs> um, yeah, get your that. phone out. Get you. You got skipped, don't you? Yeah. Let's order some. <laughs> Pull it out. No, I'm dead serious. I can't believe you. I'll pay for it. The uh, I'll, I'll I'll fire you some cash. I don't have skip on my phone. The sausage patty was awesome. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure there's enough sodium in there. I'm like I'm good for the week. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I think maybe my favorite like fast food breakfast sandwich. What? Yeah, I think it's replaced A and W. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting that we're we're going there. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Okay, and like you had said, like you're going to want to go back and get more, but uh, Mac only ate half of hers, and I couldn't even eat the other half because I was full after that one sandwich. I could eat six of those, <laughs> honestly. I was so disappointed I didn't get the large potatoes <laughs> yeah. either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right, I'll have to try them. Are you get your phone up? Okay, I'll get the order for you here in a minute. It's the locker room's bidet a day in May, courtesy of Always Plumbing and Heating. Good morning, Cruz. What's your name? Bill. Bill, would you like to play Bidet a Day in May? I would love to play Bidet a Day in May. Okay. Let me get into the fray. Bill, didn't you win one already? I heard a Bill win, but ah, I different this bill. is a different Bill. No more rhyming, Bill. I have to deal with that crap from Jimmy. Okay? Okay. No more rhyming. Okay? You're just repeating what he says now? Yeah, basically. There's going to be violence in this room, Bill, soon. I don't blame you. And it's partly your fault. Okay. Well, All right. So we're going to play a toilet sound effect, an actual toilet recorded by one of the three of us here in the city of Edmonton. And then Grant will give you multiple choice. All right, here we go. (laughs) 
Grant Johnson with your choices, Bill. Bill, your three choices are A, Chuck E. Cheese in North Edmonton and number one. <laughs> option B, TELUS World of Science, number two. Or option C, World Water Park in West Edmonton Mall, and number two. Oh, tough choices. Let's go with World Water Park, number two. Oh! Mm, wrong. Bill, we're so sorry you just missed out. Try again, though, okay, my friend? All right, thanks. Good morning, Cruz. What's your name? Uh, Rob here. Rob, would you like to play Bidet a Day in May? I would, yes. Okay, we already had Bill on who screwed it up. It'll be a 50-50 choice for you, okay? So here right. is the toilet sound effect. Yeah. Grant Johnson, what are Rob's choices? Is it A, Chuck E. Cheese, North Edmonton, a number one? Or B, Telus World of Science, a number one? Say World of Science, number one. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Wrong. we're so sorry, Rob. You can play again at a later date. Good luck. Unbelievable. Oh. Good morning, Cruz. What's your name? Andre. I'm going to play a sound effect for you, and then you're going to have to decide what it is, okay? You ready? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Grant, what's his choice? Is it Chuck E. Cheese in North Edmonton and number one? You're supposed to say yes, it's Chuck That's e. your Cheese. only choice. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, that's your only <laughs> choice. Oh, yeah. well then I guess it's uh, Chuck E. Cheese. We got a winner, everybody! <laughs> Woo! Congratulations! You're going to have the cleanest ass on your block! <laughs> oh, that's good to hear because it's pretty dirty. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Folks, this will be my last time on uh, the David Letterman show, I understand. <laughs> and you know, you know, you guys, we all know that David Letterman was the greatest talk show who, uh, host who ever lived. But I... Dave differently because the first time I saw him, I was 13 years old. I was living in. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was living in Toronto, Canada, and I went to a talk show they had there. And uh, David Letterman was the stand-up comedian on the show, and uh, I loved stand-up. And. David Letterman did this joke that I told everybody this joke. I love this joke. It still uh, stays with me as my favorite stand-up joke ever. So I'd like to do it for you if you'd like to hear it. He goes, um, I, uh, I, I was on the street the other day and uh, I, uh, I saw a garbage truck and on the back of the garbage truck there was a small sign that said, please do not follow too closely. <laughs> Another of life's simple pleasures ruined by a meddling bureaucracy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you remember the old days when when Dad would pile the kids in the station wagon and we'd all go out and follow a garbage truck. <laughs> so anyways, I'd just like to say, I know that uh, Mr. Letterman is uh, 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 not for the mockish, and uh, he, has, uh, he has no truck for the sentimental, but if something is true, it is not sentimental, and I say in truth, I love you.
with a close. Yeah, Norm McDonald was a, a favorite guest of Letterman's. Yeah, I know yeah. he was on a lot. Yeah. But that didn't mean they were friends. I mean, yeah, usually he was pretty kept himself. Usually they'll choose people they really like, yeah. right, friends, if they're going to have them on a lot. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he passed away September of last year. He was quite young. But they kept, you know 61. what? Do we have a date on that performance? That that Letterman, his last appearance, Norm McDonald, um, it might have been around the time he was diagnosed. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I, just, I'm, I'm pure speculation there on my part, but because um, he was diagnosed with cancer, there's a really interesting uh, in 2012, I think. Yeah, so he had it for a lot of years. It's kind of an interesting story about Norm that's out right now, and we're going to get to see a special that he released. Um, he taped it himself. Yeah. It's an hour-long special of new material. Um, yeah, it's going to be out on Netflix May 30th called May 30th. Norm MacDonald Nothing Special. So he had some material written that he wanted to get out. Yeah. He got this diagnosis, and he had to go into the hospital for a procedure. I was reading this online last night, and I guess he called up his producing partner and said, I'm going to the hospital tomorrow, and I might not be coming out. And she's like, oh, come on, Norm. And he's like, no, 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 sit seriously, you need to listen to me. I got this special I need to get off my chest. Mm-hmm. And he went to her living room and yeah. recorded it. Then he came out. He was okay. He was still battling cancer, but they just sort of shelved it. And I guess somebody in the Norm camp said, we need to put this out. Yeah. So they went to Netflix, and they've produced it. They've taken the special, and they've added clips from other comics that were big fans of him. David Letterman is going to make an appearance. Dave Chappelle, Adam Sandler. Conan. I guess Conan Spade, was a big fan as Molly well. Molly Shannon. Yeah. So it's them talking about Norm MacDonald and stuff. So. I'll watch that. That's, yeah. that's really cool. That special thing you just played was 2015. So that was a couple of years after he was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. You know what? And he had kind of that, that moon face look. You know when they're when they when they throw you on steroids like heavy drugs, yeah, right. Um, so he, I think he was battling at that point when he was on with Dave. Yeah, probably would have been yeah. Anyway, sad loss to the uh, comedic world, obviously, and it's kind of cool that we get this get one this final last... special from old Norm. Yeah, you know what? It'll be um, my prediction is, uh, I, I, yeah, obviously, when you're sick. I think there's there's a, there's probably a different approach to comedy, mm-hmm. right? When you when you're looking at the face of your mortality, right? Yeah. Um, but Norm had a way of talking about horrible things mm-hmm. and making them funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not wrong, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Like he had this really, or he just talk about nothing to make it funny. That's a good point. Like just tell like jokes he printed off the internet and they were hilarious and. We should talk his moth joke on Conan O'Brien. Like it's famous. It was like five, six minutes long. And, yeah, yeah, and it did nothing. It is, but it's, it's so funny. The dumbest joke, but it's so funny. We should tell them yours, your favorite moment. Um, the when he was on comedians in cars with with Jerry with Jerry Seinfeld, and they were talking about Bill Cosby. And Jerry Seinfeld said, like, you know, the worst part about this is the deception for all these years. And Norm looked at him and just said, I think the worst part was the raping. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry's like, well, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. Can't really fight that one, Norm. (laughs) The city of Edmonton is committed to ensuring the success of the second best summer ever for its residents. That's why this year... 
we're taking a more eco-friendly approach to our seasonal task of controlling the burgeoning mosquito population. Our unique and innovative approach will empower our citizens to do all the work for us. Studies conducted by consultants that you overpaid for have found that the less we actually do and the more of this burden we shift upon you, the more positive impact it has on the environment. The City of Edmonton is committed to doing the absolute bare minimum to ensure maximum benefits to the environment are achieved. If our incredible lack of efforts laid out in this fantastic plan don't succeed, it will be because of you. We're certain you'll do your civic duty by constantly monitoring and ridding your properties of standing water daily. Your commitment to emptying pools and hot tubs whenever they aren't in active use, ceasing any sort of garden or lawn watering to ensure our city looks like a deserted wasteland, and by removing outdoor water bowls, you can adopt a more holistic approach to dehydrating your pets with intermittent water fasting. Some helpful tips that are definitely not endorsed by our public health officials also include using topical mosquito repellents. Public health is definitely not telling you that solutions containing DEET are the only effective products to mitigate hungry mosquitoes. Placing 100% of the risk of cancer, seizures in children, and birth defects on Edmontonians will ensure the success of this new program. With the amount of precipitation over the last few months, we suggest you get an early start on implementing our comprehensive and progressive program. Remember, success from our lack of hard work relies completely on you, Edmonton. Now get out there and drain those puddles. This has been a message from the City of Edmonton. Not a real message. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross. Grant Johnson and James White, 95.7 Cruise FM. A friend of mine texted me. He's in Ontario. He's the same guy that has the F-150. Yeah. And he was telling me, oh, what did he say? It was like 150 bucks to fill up or something like that. Uh, I think it might have been more. Was it more than? No, it was two forty. It was two forty to fill up, and he fills up once a week. Yeah. So yeah, that that's what it was. So I have, and a, that was under two bucks. I have a friend that drives a big diesel, and he posted the other day it was three hundred and twenty dollars to fill up his truck, and it was going to last him about three days because <gasps> he drives all day for work. Yeah, he's a locator. So <laughs> yeah, so my friend doesn't get. He doesn't get mileage. Yeah, it's he just he has a truck, but he needs a truck for work, and um, and he has like an hour long drive every day because he lives in Toronto, and mm-hmm. everyone lives an hour and a half from where they work in Toronto because you can't afford to live anywhere in Toronto. Yeah, right. If you are even remotely going to buy a house, you have to live. It's like Vancouver. Uh, yeah, way out in the. If you work downtown Vancouver, you probably live. It's probably a two hour morning commute. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean that's the way Toronto is. If you own, yeah. If you own, for sure. And um, he was he was complaining about two forty, and he and then he was driving by a gas station on Friday, and it went up eleven cents, Mm -hmm. and it's two oh eight now, so it's above two bucks. And then I was talking to my mother, and she's she was giggling because she rides a bike. She lives right downtown. They don't have a vehicle. Yeah, she has a uh, ride share thing or. What do you call those cars where you just you pay a subscription? Car to go. Car to go. You just yeah, take it, leave it wherever you want. Yeah, I know, hers is called something different. I, I don't know if it's car to go in Vancouver, but they literally have like this fob on their thing, and they can just. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they pay for it, but that's how they get around if they do need a, a vehicle. Yeah, and they're parked all over the place. Yeah. They're all over down there. And she was laughing at two forty. Yeah, it was two two bucks and forty cents a liter. It's, it's supposed to keep going up. They were saying weekend surges in Canada. Um, so it's supposed oh, to Oh, no, just... they don't do that, Grant. <laughs>
They're, That's not how uh, it works. The, the premier of... Um, what is he doing? What did... The bag ripped, so he <laughs> Oh, Jimmy just wanders in here with our skip driver. All right. <laughs> need a bag or something. Need a bag? What do you mean you need a bag? The bag ripped. What do you need? What do you mean you need? Just grab the food and put it on the counter. Why is everything twice as hard with you? <laughs> you can go get <laughs> Gas prices are expensive. All right. We got our Wendy's here. Right. And we got a new co-host. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> and... Okay, the potato, um, you have to get the wedges. If you get wedges the wedges, are really breakfast. good at the Wendy's breakfast. What I like about them is that they're thin. Yes. So I, like, my experience with, with potato wedges is usually like Mary Brown's, where they're really kind of thick and dry. And they're, yeah, they're too dry. They're too dry. These are nicely thin cut. Yeah. These, you don't, and you don't need um, ketchup. I'm using or some, like but you don't really sauce. need it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good and we got, um, we're just training him right now. Yeah, our new co-host. Yeah, he's Hale. actually going to take over middays. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> Every day is a, you're, you're is a new adventure with Jimmy. It was he goes down to get food, and then he comes up with the Uber driver. Just brings the Uber you're, driver up and brings him in the studio while we're talking. Your coffee's spilled on the bag, and the bottom of the bag fell out. If I would have went down there and got it, which I should have, it would have been fine. It's you. <laughs> You have to own it. You have to own it. Then you can go. You always send me, and then you then you like Listen, do we this. Need to finish up, and then we got to go take pictures with Hale. <laughs> Once again, show local some love. This is Colin Bruce, two L's, and Colin from Colin Bruce Mortgage Team. Before we get started, I wanted to thank you again for your contribution for our Ukraine charity drive, where we were selling the Slava Ukraine shirts, and then you threw in fifteen hundred dollars cash. Um, it went a long way. We raised almost $7,000 in April. That's um, crazy. That's yeah. awesome. Good. You know what? Right after you uh, made your donation, we got a couple of big donations came in. Got so the you, ball rolling. You kind of got the ball rolling, Colin. And uh, we really, really appreciate it. Grant, you've got uh, the first question. Yeah, Colin, how much equity do you need in your home to refinance? You need to have 20% equity to refinance. We used to be able to, like, I guess years ago, I'm aging myself, but probably seven, eight years ago, you're able to refinance up to 95% of the value of the home. But now you need to have 20% equity built in. Mm. Okay. When is that? When was that changed? Is that recent? No, it's years ago, probably seven, eight. Okay. Nine, it, it was a while ago. Okay. All right. Uh, how can you figure out how to pull, uh, how much equity you're allowed to pull out? Well, yeah, it's like just a quick math. Like if your house is worth 400,000 and you owe 300,000, 80% of 400,000 is 320. I know it's a lot of numbers, but then yeah, that $20,000 difference is what you can pull out. Okay. All right. A lot of people think, cause you have like, they think you can um, pull out all the equity in your house, but you have to leave that 20% buffer in there. Right. All right. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, what are the benefits of refinancing, Colin? Well, what we're finding, like, especially I know COVID's been hard on a lot of people too. So like, let's say you're, you're carrying higher interest credit card debt, line of credit debt. If you put that into the mortgage and pay it off, it helps increase your credit score for one. But then if you increase your mortgage payments a bit, then you're paying your credit cards off faster because you're not paying them off like at an 18, yeah, 19, right. 25% rate. So 
I mean, if you put them in your mortgage and you amortize it over 30 years, then you're basically amortized your credit cards over 30 years, right? But if you, um, yeah, that's, it just lowers the interest. You mentioned COVID. How is the uh, current state of the economy impacting your business right now? Well, geez, you know, interest rates, I don't know, that's partial COVID, that's partial probably Ukraine war and then supply chain, but they have been flying. Mm. Um, I know like we've, uh, two months ago, we were getting a five-year fixed rate in the low twos. Now we're in the fours. So a 2% jump, it has a big impact. It it does have an impact, but we are a little bit bulletproof in Edmonton, right? Are, Are we not? Well, it seems like Alberta as a whole is going to lead the, well, Alberta is going to lead the country again for economic growth for the next couple of years. And they were saying, I may be misquoted, like Toronto's home sales are down 47%. What? Right. And Vancouver's is, I can't remember the number, but it's pretty significant where they just released Calgary's numbers and they're up and Edmonton's staying strong. So I think that has to probably do with a hundred dollar oil. Is is the spring the best time to purchase a home in Edmonton? Well, you know what? The spring market is when there's the most homes on the on the market typically, but then you've got more competition with buyers too. Mm-hmm. And right now, um, like condos, from what we've been told from the realtors we work with, like condos, there's a lot and they're not selling as fast, but acreages, single no. family homes. Time to move into the condo you market. You got any penthouse yeah. suites? <laughs> <laughs> I may like be multiple offers. Yeah. 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 Um, we, we want to make sure that we touch on where to find you. If somebody is in the process of looking for a home, you're the first call. What, where should we send them to, to get information about Colin Bruce? Yeah, If you go to my website, it's just colinbruce.ca. So C-O-L-L-I-N, two L's in my name. Parents spelt my name wrong, but, uh, or funny, <laughs> not wrong. But yeah, yeah, if you go there or just call me 780-436-2511. I'm at extension 302. You can call me or call anyone on my team. Again, show local some love. 95.7 Cruise FM is Colin Bruce and the Colin Bruce Mortgage Team. Make sure you find them. Make sure you chat with them before you buy a house. You've been listening to The Locker Room Podcast. Making radio great again. Really, guys? Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.